0: Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 157. So with today being Sunday, June 6, 2021, as usual for this Sunday's episode, I'm covering the latest news and rumors from Canon rumors, Nikon rumors, Fuji Rumors, and Sony Alpha Rumors. So let's head on over, first of all, to Canon Rumors and see what they have in store for us for this week. Let's do this! All right, first up, more features and specifications for the Canon EOS R3 have emerged. Canon has released new specifications for the R3, but has left many others undisclosed. The R3 will shoot raw video, and by the looks of it, it will not shoot a k In normal Canon Move, they have made the Canon EOS R3 compatible with the LP-E19 battery from the EOS 1DX Mark II and Mark III. That's something I predicted quite a while ago. Canon is also adding AF tracking for cars, motorcycles, and motorsports. Now... From Canon Australia, today we're releasing new and exciting specs for the Canon EOS R3, making a new, or marking the new era for sports, wildlife, and news photographers. The R3 will take object tracking to another level, adding autofocus tracking for motorsports, which include racing cars and motor fights. In addition to this, it has been confirmed that the camera will feature 8 stops coordinated control IS with optical image stabilization and in-body image stabilization. The new Canon EOS R3 specifications so far are multi-controller and smart controller, very-angle touchscreen, new accessory shoe, Wi-Fi 5 gigahertz, high-speed 30 frames per second electronic shutter with AF and AE tracking plus raw shooting at this speed. AF down to minus 7 EV, 8 stops coordinated control IS with optical IS and in-body IS, 4K Canon Log 3, over sampling 4K, internal raw video, inclusion of cars and motorbikes in AF tracking technology, raw internal movie recording, speed light shooting with electronic shutter, the same weather ceiling as the EOS 1D series, the LPE19 battery, and dual card slots with one being an SD and the other one being CF Express. Now they have said that one memory card slot will be CF Express, but they haven't specified whether it'll be type A or type B. So we don't know that. I personally think this is a big mistake. If you're going to make this a pro body, it's not going to be the flagship body. That's going to be the R1. But if you're going to make this a pro body, why not put dual CF Express card slots in the camera instead? That would make a lot more sense and it would allow people using the camera to write redundantly to to both cards without one card slowing the other one down and impacting its performance. But I highly doubt Canon will listen to me, but that's what I would do personally. That's just my thought on that. Next up, the five-day deal Video Creators Bundle 2021 has launched. Five-day deal has launched. Their always popular video creators bundle for twenty twenty-one for only eighty-nine dollars. You get over two thousand dollars worth of education and resources if purchased. If they were purchased separately, it would cost you a total of two thousand dollars. Beyond what you get, you will also automatically donate to charities of your choosing. So it's a win-win for everybody. Below is a list of all that is available in the different tiers of bundles available for the 2021 event. It started for only $89. The main bundle will have film pack HD stock footage 2021 redemption code product. Um, normally is $99. The Action Elements Pro Bundle is normally $110. AE Academy volume is normal. volume one is normally $197. The Color Grading Secrets Pro 147. Uh, is normally 147 Cyberpunk Scores in the Lutz Library, Volume 2, is normally $200. How to Film Yourself is normally $99. Jacob Owens is normally $50. Learning to Light Night Exteriors is normally $200. The Lutz Collection is normally $175. Mastering Cinematic Compositions is normally $50. Observational Editing and Pace and Time, uh, plus Pace and Timing, is normally $200. Real Estate Masterclass is normally $200. The hand painted master bundle is normally 103. The ultimate time lapse guide plus time lapse and photo editing is normally 98. And the ultimate editor bundle is normally 97. Now, uh, let's see. Now they have the pro bundle. Um, which includes the main bundle, plus Introduction to Creative Editing and DaVinci Redemption code product is normally $97. Premiere Pro Editing Workflow is normally $129. Essential Picture Cutting Theory is $99. Everything you, you need to know about the Sony A7S2 is normally $99 by itself. Ignite Rotatable Explosion for After Effects is normally $49. Mobile video making is normally ninety-seven. Pro editor is normally forty-seven. Uh, the tension SFX and Vision Lens effects is normally one fifty-four. And how to write a feature screenplay is normally ninety-nine. Now the complete bundle, and that's the main bundle plus Pro plus charity bonus. Uh, the charity bonus, you get the art of business and filmmaking, normally two ninety-nine. You get stock music pro bundle, normally 199, nighttime cinematic lighting tutorial, normally 99, action theme masterclass, normally 97, 500 plus seamless transitions for Adobe Premiere Pro, normally 40, four exclusive bonus products, which are a film pack, 4K stock footage pack normally 200, Long Shadows or Premiere Pros, normally 18, I'm set with Ryan Booth. Booth is normally 97, and Recording Location Audio Tutorial is normally 99. So, those are your five-day deals for the video bundle for 2021. And if you're interested in upping your game in your video creation, your, your video technique, your composition, your editing, all of that good stuff, I highly recommend picking this up. A lot of my friends have participated in the five-day deal in the past, and I think I did last year, maybe it was the year before, I can't remember. Uh, fantastic content, lots of great educational content, uh, tutorials and stuff like that are included in that bundle, so I highly encourage you to check it out and maybe pull the trigger on that one for yourself. Next up, patent Canon shows off optical formulas for APS-C RF mount kit lenses. Canon News has uncovered a patent with various APS-C RF mount lenses on the Canon Rumor RF mount lens roadmap. I have had an RF eighteen to forty-five f four. Uh, two, 5 IS ISSTM for quite some time. I've always thought this was a strange focal length for full-frame image sensors based on Canon's history of kit lens focal lengths. I have not heard anything about an APS-C image sensor equipped uh, sensor for the RF mount in quite some time, but I still believe such a camera is part of Canon's long-term plans. So first we have the Canon RF-S 18-45 F4 to 63, focal distance 15.46 millimeters, 24 millimeters, and 43.65 millimeters. F number 4.16, 4.92, and 6.50. Half angle of view 3873 degrees, 2965 degrees, and 17.38 degrees. Image height would be 1240, 1366, and 1366. Total length of lens 96.84 millimeters, 85.69 millimeters, and 84.27 millimeters, with a back focus of 26.19 millimeters, 34.03 millimeters, and 49.18 millimeters. Now the next possibility is a Canon RFS 18 to 45 F45263. Focal length 18.53 millimeters, 30 millimeters, and 43.65 millimeters. F number, 4.56, 5.48, 6.5, half angle of view, 33.78 degrees, 24.48 degrees, and 17.38 degrees. Image height, 12.40 millimeters, and 13.66, twice. Now, lens total length, 89.11 millimeters, 81.23 millimeters, and 81.40 millimeters. With a back focus of 28.48, 38.21 38.21 and 47.77 millimeters. Next we have the Canon RF-S16-45, to F4-6.3, to focal length 16.41 millimeters, 24 millimeters, and 43.65 millimeters, F number 4.21, 4.90, and 6.5. Half angle of view 37.08 degrees, 29.65 degrees, and 17.38 degrees. Image height of 12.40 millimeters and 13.66 for the other two. Lens total length 99 millimeters, 87.77 millimeters, and 83.61 millimeters. With a back focus of 24.60 millimeters, 31.13 millimeters, and 45.64 millimeters. And the last one we have is an RFS 20 to 45, F4 to 63, focal length 20.01 millimeters, 27 millimeters, and 43.65 millimeters. F number of 4.60, 5.15, or 6.5. Half angle of view 31.79 degrees, 26.84 degrees, and 17.38 degrees. With image height of 12.4 Millimeters, 13.66 and 13.66. Lens total length is 92 millimeters, 84.32 millimeters, and 83.15 millimeters. With back focus of 33.77 millimeters, 39.3 millimeters, and 52.69 millimeters. Now, I want to interject my opinion on this article for just a moment. I don't think that Canon is going to make RFS lenses. Now, I know they did for a long time in the EF mount, but I just don't think it makes sense for them to do so in the RF mount. I think Canon would be better off just concentrating on one line of lenses. Just make the full frame lenses. They still work on the crop body cameras. That's personally what I think they should do and what I think they might do, but I could be wrong. We will have to wait and see. I just think it's a complete waste of resources and Uh, research and development money to develop both full-frame and APS-C lenses. Just stick with full-frame lenses. But no one can, and they probably will make both. I just think it's a ridiculous waste of money and uh, resources. That's, That's just my opinion. Next up, industry news. Fujifilm shuts down servers after a suspected cyber attack. Fujifilm may have been a victim of a cyber attack, and they have decided to shut down the servers while they investigate. If you remember, Canon suffered a ransomware attack last year. From Fujifilm. Suigifilm Corporation is currently carrying out an investigation into a possible unauthorized access to its server from outside of the company. Mm -hmm. As part of this investigation, the network is partially shut down and disconnected from external correspondence. We want to state that uh, what we understand as of now and the measures that the company has taken in the late evening of June 1st, 2021, we became aware of the possibility of a ransomware attack as a result. We have taken measures to suspend all affected systems in coordination with our various global entities. We are currently working to determine the extent and scale of the issue. We sincerely apologize to our customers and business partners for the inconvenience that this has caused." And it is good that Fuji caught this fairly early, and I hope they are able to get through this issue, uh, investigate it, and get it resolved as quickly as possible. I wish somebody would just take these fools to make this ransomware out back and put a bullet in them. Uh, they're just a, such a pain in the butt. And they just inconvenience so many people and, and cost so many companies so much money. Uh, it's just crazy. You know, find something better to do with your time, for goodness sakes. Next up, Canon USA restocks their refurbished store with popular RF and EF lenses. Canon has restocked a bunch of popular RF-EF lenses in their refurbished department. All refurbished gear from Canon USA comes with a full 1-year Canon USA warranty. Refurbished Canon lenses, it looks like the RF uh, 24-70 F2.8L IS gone already. We do still have the RF 24-105 F4L IS USM for $879, it's normally uh, $1100. We have the Canon RF 24 to 240 F 5 to 63 IS USM 719 normally 899. The Canon RF 35 F 1.8 IS STM Macro for a 399 down from 499. The Canon RF 50mm F 1.2 L USM 2069, normally 2,299. And the Canon RF 70 to 200 F 2.8 L IS USM for 2429. It's normally 2699. And under refurbished Canon EF lenses, we have the EF85 F1.4L IS USM for twelve seventy nine. dollars It's normally fifteen ninety nine. dollars The Canon EF100mm F2.8L IS USM Macro for 1040 It's normally $12.99. And the Canon Tote shift 135mm F4L Macro uh for $17.59, that is normally $21.99, so if you're looking to get any of these lenses and you've been waiting for a deal, now is the time to jump on them. But as I said, the RF 24 to 72.8 sold out fast, so you're definitely going to want to jump on it, pull the trigger quickly before these deals are gone, because they generally do not last very long on the Canon USA refurbished portion of their website. Next up, industry news, Nikon announces a pair of macro lenses for the Z mount. The powerful Nikkor Z MC-105mm f2.8 VRS and the compact Nikkor Z MC-50mm f2.8 lenses add creative versatility to the expanding Nikkor Z lens lineup. Nikon also announces upcoming release of compact primes in 2021. So this is from Melville, New York, June 2nd, 2021. Today, Nikon Inc. announced the Nikkor Z MC-105mm f2.8 VRS and the Nikkor Z MC-50 2.8, the latest additions to the rapidly growing Nikkor Z lens lineup for Nikon's high-performance Z-series mirrorless cameras. The premium Nikkor Z MC-105 and the compact Nikor Z MC-50 are the first Nikkor Z lenses to feature a 1-to-1 reproduction ratio, allowing users to get close to their subjects and fill the frame with edge-to-edge sharpness and incredible details. Whether photographing subtle inter- intricacies of wildlife, wedding details, food and jewelry, or capturing striking portraits with gorgeous bokeh, These new macro lenses deliver a fantastic combination of versatility and precision. Quote, as the first native uh, micro Nikon Z lenses, the Nikon Z MC 105mm and the Nikon Z MC 50 strengthen our expanding Z series lineup, adding yet another category of powerful optics, said Jay Van Atter, Executive Vice President, Nikon Inc. Quote, together, both lenses represent a new category for the Nikon Z lineup, yet each have their own personalities and advantages that creators are bound to love. Uh, so it looks like Nikon is finally releasing some macro lenses for the z mount. Looks like that's going to be some exciting news for the Nikon shooters out there. Good job, Nikon. Keep it up. I love to see you guys doing positive things, and as I've said many times before, hopefully getting things turned around so that you stay in the industry. That would be fantastic. Next up, Gordon Lang gets his hands on, sort of, the upcoming Canon EOS R3. Canon today announced new features and specifications for the R3. Before we get too excited, Gordon was not able to touch or turn the camera on or test any of its features. The above video will give you a great look at the ergonomics of the Canon EOS R3. Uh, The specifications so far that we know, full-frame stack VSI CMOS sensor, multi-controller and smart controller, very angle touchscreen, new accessory shoe, Wi-Fi 5 GHz, High speed, 30 frames per second continuous electronic shutter with AF and AE tracking plus raw shooting at this speed. AF down to minus 7 EV, 8 stops coordinated control IS with optical IS and in-body IS. These are all things I talked about in the earlier article. Uh, the Canon C-Log 3, uh, oversampling 4K, internal raw video, inclusion of cars and motorbikes and AF tracking technology. Raw internal movie recording, speed light shooting with electronic shutter, uh, same weather ceiling as the 1D series, LP19 battery like the 1DX series, compatible with SD and CF Express, unknown if they're separate slots or dual-purpose slots. Now, that would be great. If they did do dual-purpose slots, that would be great because then you could use 2SD or 2CF Express. That would be the smart way to go, which is the way that Sony is already doing things. And that would make myself and a lot of Canon shooters very, very happy if they went with dual purpose slots like Sony has. And the last up from Canon rumors for this week, DxO announces Nike Collection 4 with all new interface and more. DXO has announced Night Collection 4, the next version of the extremely popular photo editing company software suite. The fourth version of the night collection software suite now boasts powerful new tools and an even more user-friendly experience. A new user-friendly design for an even more thrilling experience. Next level U point technology, improved workflow with Adobe Photoshop and Lightroom, even more striking black and white photos, even more creative. You can save up to 30% off new purchases and upgrades until June 30th, 2021. So now is the time to check out the new night collection four. And I did know that had already come out, so I did go ahead and purchase my upgrade yesterday, and I haven't had a lot of time yet to play around with the new Night Collection, but it does look intriguing and exciting, so I am absolutely looking forward to getting a chance to test drive the software. I've been using the Night Collection since the very first version came out many, many years ago, and I've always absolutely loved that software suite. All right, and now we're gonna go ahead and head on over to Nikon Rumors for this week to see what they have for us. First up, the new Nikkor ZMC 105 2.8 VRS lens will be out of stock for months, which is very depressing. <laughs> I received some information from US-based authorized dealers that the interest for the new Nikkor ZMC 105mm F2.8 VRS lens exceeded all expectations. The pre-order lists are already long given the current global shortage and out-of-stock label for many Nikon products. You should expect several months wait time for the new 105mm Z lens if you have not placed an order already. Uh, The Nikkor Z MC 105mm f2.8 VRS will be available from Anorama, V&H Photo, and Amazon in the U.S., in the U.K. at Wex and Park cameras, and Denmark at Calumet and Photo Earnhardt, and in Canada, at Camera Canada. The Z ZMC 50mm F2.8 will be available in the U.S. from Adamama, VNH, and Amazon, the U.K. at Wex and Park Cameras, Denmark at Calumet, and Photo Earnhardt in Camera Canada. As well, just like the other one, expect an official statement on the delay and the large number of pre-orders from Nikon soon. Additional coverage of the new macro lenses can be found at the accompanying link, and of course, this article and all the articles for this episode will be in today's show notes so that my listeners can check them out for themselves. Next up, the Nikkor 105mm F2.8 VR IFE versus the Nikkor ZMC 105mm F2.8 VR specifications Comparison. The Nikon 105mm F2.8G VRIF-E lens for F-mount is 897 versus the Nikkor ZMC 105mm F2.8 VR lens for Z-mount which is 997 Lens specification comparison, we have the charts here. Uh, the comparison on the specs, focal length is the same, 105 millimeters, maximum aperture 2.8, minimum aperture F32 for both. Lens construction for the F-mount lens, 14 elements in 12 groups with one ED glass, nano crystal coat lens elements. For the Z-mount, 16 elements in 11 groups, three ED elements, one a spherical element, nano crystal elements, Arno, Arneo, A-R-N-E-O coats or encoded front lens element. Angle of view uh, is the same for both. Uh, minimum focusing distance on the F mount is 0.314 meters, or one foot. And on the Z mount, is 0.29 meters, or 0.960. Uh, maximum reproduction ratio is 1x for both. Number of diaphragm blades, both nine and rounded. Filter attachment size on both is 62 millimeters, diameter and length approximately 83 by 116 millimeters or 3.3 by 4.6 inches on the F mount, approximately 85 millimeters or 3.4 inch by 140 millimeters or 5.6 inch for the Z mount. Now, the weight, approximately 750 grams for the F-Mount lens and approximately 630 grams for the Z-Mount lens. So, the Z-Mount lens is a little bit lighter. Supplied accessory, 62mm snap-on front lens cap, LC-62, rear lens cap, LF-1, bayonet hood, HB38, and flexible lens pouch, CL-1020. That's for the F-Mount. For the Z-Mount, it's going to be the LC-62B, uh, front lens gap, the LF-N1 lens gap for the rear, HB99 lens hood, and the CLC2 lens case for the Z-mount. The new Nikkor Z MC macro mirrorless lenses are now available for pre-order, as I mentioned a moment ago, at the previously mentioned suppliers in the various countries, so that you can check it out for yourself. Go ahead and place your pre-order if you're interested in either one of those new macro Z mount lenses. Next up, Nikon's latest Nikkor Z mirrorless lens roadmap, 20 lenses announced, 7 more to come. In the latest Nikkor Z mirrorless lens roadmap, Nikon already has 6 cameras, 20 mirrorless lenses announced, without counting the two Z teleconverters, and 7 more lenses are coming. The upcoming ones are the Nikkor Z DX 18 to 140, the Nikkor Z 24 to 105 S line, the Nikkor Z 85 millimeter S line f 1.2 possibly, the Nikkor Z 100 to 400 millimeter S line, the Nikkor Z 2 to 600 millimeter, and the Nikkor Z 400 millimeter S line possibly f 2.8, and the Nikkor Z 600 millimeter prime S line possibly f4. In multiple interviews, Nikon confirmed that they expect to have 30 lenses by the end of 2022 so we may get one or two new lenses that are not on the current roadmap, depending if they count the teleconverters as lenses. A new Super Telephoto Z lens will be announced together with the Nikon Z9 later this year. So, it is exciting. It looks like Nikon is still trying to get more lenses out there. They're not doing it at the blistering pace that Canon is, but they are trying their best. Kudos to the folks at Nikon Worldwide. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break, and I'll be right back with you. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Liam Photography Podcast. The best way to support the show is to subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else that you get for podcasts. If you want to leave comments or suggestions for future episodes, you can call or text the show at area code 470-294-8191. And you can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. You can find the show notes or links at liamphotographypodcast.com. And you can tweet the show at liamphotoatl using the hashtag. Liam Photo Podcast. And now back to the show. And we're back. Okay, so I dropped a couple of Nikon Rumors articles from this episode just now while the mid-roll was playing because it was just more talk about those two macro lenses, and I don't want to beat that subject to death too badly. So wrapping up with Nikon Rumors for this week, Nikon development announcement for two Nikkor Z pancake mirrorless lenses, a 28mm f2.8 and a 40mm f2. Nikon issued a development announcement of the previously rumored Pancake mirrorless lenses, the 28mm f2.8 and the 40mm f2. Nikon is developing these lenses to be two compact and lightweight prime lenses for the Nikon Z mount system. Uh, This announcement did come out of Tokyo, and it is some exciting news for the Nikon shooters. Um, As my listeners probably know, um, i have had the Canon 40mm f2.8 pancake lens for quite a long time. Oh, I bought it as soon as it came out and absolutely love that lens. And I that's one of the EF lenses that I refuse to part with because I love it so much. And I have a feeling that probably Nikon's 40mm f2 is going to be super popular, as will the 28mm f2.8. So I think those are going to be great additions to Nikon's Z lens lineup. So we'll have to wait and see, but I have a feeling they're going to be fairly inexpensive lenses, and they're going to sell like hotcakes, if you pardon the button. All right, now we're going to head on over to Fuji Rumors and see what he has in store for us for this week. Fast delivery, Fujinon GF23 F4 takes a delightful six-foot drop with video. Here is a little weekend curiosity. A fellow Fuji Rumors reader ordered the lovely uh, Fujinon GF23 millimeter F4, but the courier had the brilliant idea to give that $2,600 precious box a delightful six-foot drop. You can see it all captured in the video. He tested the lens, and so far, it seems the lens survived the jump, and yet things like these should not happen. And do you you have a horror delivery story to tell of your own? My worst was a courier who simply left my new computer in front of my door, right on the street, where all the people pass, and it could have been taken away by simply anybody. Lucky me, I live in a super small village where everybody knows each other, and... Uh, and I think the last crime we saw in our forgotten village was a drunk guy peeing on the walls of a church a few years ago. I mean, I understand we all want our package as quickly as possible, but I prefer to arrange a delivery for another day and wait a bit longer rather than having my gear flying uh, flying around or abandoned on the street oh man that's absolutely crazy now i haven't had a chance to watch the video yet myself but it would definitely have made me sick to my stomach to see that beautiful fujinon lens get dropped six feet to the ground on the day it was being delivered i would have been heartbroken and as my listeners know i just recently got the gf 23 millimeter myself just a couple of months ago and i would have definitely been heartbroken if mine if I had seen or captured on my home security cameras, mine being dropped six feet to the ground. Oh, that would have definitely made me sick to my stomach. That's like a gut punch right there. Next up, Capture One for iPad coming in early 2022. Capture One for iPad is currently in development and ready to be launched in 2022. Capture One writes on their Facebook page, quote, want to know what's in the works? After launching M1 support, we're working hard to add even more editing possibilities on even more devices. Get excited for an iPad app in early 2022. The latest version of Capture One 21 supports Apple M1 Silicon processors and added other improvements. Free trial you can download at the link. That is absolutely amazing. I was so excited when I saw that on Capture One site when I was downloading the new update for Capture One Pro 21 myself yesterday uh, because I am running the Apple M1 Silicon processors and all of my Macs currently. I still have my older iMac. Uh, That's going to be uh, my studio Mac for the time being when my new building gets here. Uh, But my Mac Mini that I use every day and my MacBook Pro are both M1 Apple Silicon. So it's absolutely great to see that Capture One is now fully supporting the M1 processor. And uh, like I told my friend Jeff Harmon from the Master Photography Podcast, once more photo editing companies port their software over to the M1 silicon processor. I had a feeling we're gonna see more of them start releasing their apps for the iPad because that's the same processor, Uh, the same processor architecture and technology. So once they've done it for the Mac, it's not too hard to port it to the iPad and iPhone as well. And it's good to see that more and more companies are doing that, especially the ones that make the software that I use. That's exciting for me and for everybody. Next up, Fujifilm XGFX Timeline 2021-2022, Fujifilm X-H2 Rumors, End of x Trans 4, Can Fuji X Lenses Cover Full Frame Sensor, Top 10 May Post? May was another month month rich of rumors, so was April. Let's hope our sources will help us to make June just as exciting as the whole 2021 was so far in terms of breaking rumors. Now let's look at what you should not have missed in May. Number one, the Fujifilm product timeline 2021 2022 about XH2, the GFX 50S Mark II, the GFX. Uh, or I'm sorry, the XF 150 to 600 and more. And what will not come? Number two, the Fujifilm XH2 in 2022 will be first X series camera with new sensor and processor. Three, no more Fujifilm X series cameras coming in 2021. Four, it's over. Fujifilm XE4 is Fuji's last X-Trans 4 camera. Five, tested, can Fujifilm X lenses cover a bigger sensor? Six, Fujinon X mount roadmap 2021 2022 updated with latest rumored lenses. Seven, this guy sold all his full frame gear for the Fujifilm X100V, firmware 2.0 test and more, X100V roundup. Number eight was let's be clear, Fujifilm's next X series camera will be the Fujifilm XH2, and there won't be a Fujifilm XD40 or X80 before that. 9 DP review, Fujinon XF-18mm f1.4 review, gold award. And number 10 was the Fujifilm X-H2 with 8K DCI slash UHD video coming in 2022. So those were the top 10 rumor stories on Fuji Rumors for the month of May of 2021. Next up, Fujifilm issues notice of delivery delay after some orders due to communication failure uh, after cyber attack. Fujifilm has suffered a severe ransomware cyber attack. We reported all the details in an accompanying article at this link. Now Fujifilm published a follow-up statement regarding information of shipment delays, uh, shipment delays of products. They do not specify which products are affected, but I doubt it won't affect also X and GFX here, both. Uh, Notice regarding delay in delivery due to communication, failure, and suspension of some orders June 2nd, 2021. Currently, there is a suspicion of unauthorized access to the server used by Fujifilm from the outside. And for investigation, some networks are blocked and communications with the outside is stopped. As a result, the shipment of the ordered products and services is delayed. In addition, we have suspended some orders. We will inform you on this site as soon as it is restored. We apologize for the inconvenience and thank you for your patience. So hopefully uh, Fuji will be able to get things back to normal, hopefully as quickly as possible. That would definitely be nice. Uh, I always hate to see this kind of stuff happen to a company or an individual. Uh, as someone who's worked in IT for 30 years, I always hate, especially when it happens to you know end users, because they can't afford the ransom that these pirates want to extort out of them. Next up, RAW Power adds compressed Fujifilm RAW support for Mac, reworked film simulations, and more. We already reported that very recently, Apple added uncompressed RAW support for the latest Fujifilm cameras. This means apps that use Apple RAW Engine can now work with uncompressed RAW files of the latest Fujifilm cameras. In that occasion, I also told you that my favorite app is RAW Power, which basically brings aperture-style interface and functions to the built-in Photos app on your Mac. Well, the guys at RAW Power now went beyond what Apple offers by adding support for compressed Fujifilm RAW files, reworking their Fujifilm film simulations developed in conjunction with Fujifilm shooters and more. Down below, you can read all of the details in case you want to download your version uh, for Mac, free trial option, go to Gentleman Coders here. For the Apple uh, Apple iOS version, go to the Apple App Store. And that is definitely some exciting news. I really missed Apple Aperture. I was really bummed out when Apple decided to get rid of it and replace it with photos, especially since I paid a lot of money for Aperture, you know, and then they pulled the plug on it. It kind of really ticked me off because I did really love the Apple Aperture photo editing software. Next up, ePhotoZine Fujinon GF 80mm f1.7 review. Impressive chromatic aberration control, outstanding sharpness, and superb image quality. Uh, when the ultra fast Fujinon GF 80mm f1.7 was launched, some noticed a minimal sign of fringing when pixel peeping into images to ultra detailed pixel level. Something to worry about? Apparently not. According to ePhotozine, who just published its full technical review, the GF80mm F1.7 is able to contain chronomatic aberrations extremely well. They write, quote, Chronomatic aberration is also very impressive, centrally being close to zero as we stop down slightly. The edges are also kept well under control. I did play around with the GF80mm F1.7 with my close friend, too. He sold all his Nikon z Z gear for the GFX system, and quite frankly, it's a stunning performer in terms of optical quality. Down below, you can see the pros and cons of the e-photos in review. Uh, the, GF, uh, G, uh, the Fujifilm GF 80mm f1.7 is available at b P&H Photo, Amazon US, Adorama, Focus Camera, and Moment. The pros, outstanding sharpness and detail, low chromatic aberration, low flare, low distortion, F1.7, fast, bright aperture, weather resistant, excellent handling, and beautiful bokeh. The only cons, focusing could be closer, and it's a bit bulky. Verdict, quote, the temptation is to think that this could be a carry- anywhere camera of superb quality, blowing everyone else out of the water. In reality, it is indeed superb, but it is also bulky and is far more suitable for using on a job and location rather than carrying it around on spec. Superb for portraits, fashion, landscape, architecture, and social photography, this will be a workhorse for many photographers. The F-127 aperture opens new possibilities for reduced depth of view, surely one of the major advantages of larger formats. Couple this with the incredible buttery smoothness of the images, and there's just so much to like. In summary, not for general everyday use, but if you need it, an incredible photographic tool that delivers on quality. We highly recommend it. You can read the full review at ePhotozine at the accompanying link in the show notes. At the time of this post, the Fujinon GF 80mm f1.7 is back in stock at Amazon US, which is definitely exciting. I haven't looked uh, into the possibility of getting this lens yet. I imagine it's probably another super expensive lens from Fuji. And I just bought the GF23, which was something I needed that was a higher priority lens. I would like to have a good portrait lens for Fujifilm because if I do decide to open a portrait studio in my new building, as part of that, um, it would be nice to be able to do medium format portraits to get the extra detail and and all of that good stuff, the extra dynamic range, but we will have to wait and see. For now, the GF23 was a much higher priority for my use case and my needs. And wrapping up Fuji rumors for this week, the Godox V860 Mark III available for pre order at BNH Photo. The new Godox V863 for Fujifilm is now listed and available for pre order at BNH Photo at the accompanying link. Key features built in that X wireless radio system, recycling 1.5 seconds to full power. Guide number uh, 197 feet at ISO 100. Battery gives 450 full power flashes. Flash coverage is 20 to 200 millimeters, wireless master-slave TTL functionality. Power speed and integrated radio transmission make the V860 Mark III FTTL lithium ion flash kit from Godox a hard-to-beat option for for your Fujifilm cameras. Fully compatible with TTL systems, the 863F supports many advanced functions and features. Also, it features the Godox X wireless radio system, which provides both master and slave TTL functionality at a distance. On top of this, the flash is powerful and versatile, featuring a guide number of 197 feet at ISO 100 and 200 millimeters along with a zoom range of 20 to 200. And this flash runs off of a rechargeable lithium-ion battery pack that ensures fast recharge with a capacity of up to 450 full power flashes. For general operation, the V863 features full bounce flash capabilities, including tilting and rotation left and right, As a TTL compatible unit, this flash offers support for high speed sync, flash exposure compensation, first and second curtain sync, and much more. Additionally, it can function as an optical master or slave unit if needed. So, definitely some exciting news from Godox. Um, As I mentioned in previous episodes, I do have a pair of the V860 Mark IIs for Canon and The first two I got were both defective right out of the box. I don't know how the heck I got that. I'm lucky because I bought them from two different sellers on Amazon. Um, But I did get them returned and got them replaced under warranty. And the new ones have been superb. So I'm definitely much happier with my second editions of the V860 Mark IIs. So it is exciting to see that Godox is already rolling out the 860 Mark III at least for Fujifilm. I haven't checked out the link at the uh, b Photo yet. I'm assuming they're probably also releasing it for Sony, Nikon, and Canon, but I haven't checked into it yet, so I can't say that for certain. All right, and wrapping up this week's episode, we're now going to uh, head on over to Sony Alpha Rumors and see what they have for us for this week. First up, and soon, $30 off on the new Denoise 3.1 software. Topaz recently released the new 3.1 update for Denoise AI. Use code RUMOR to save 15% at checkout. The total of $30 in savings will end tonight. Here's what's new, and there is an accompanying video on YouTube that you can check out. My listeners can check out for themselves. Um, It is definitely great software. I highly encourage you to grab it while the sale is still on. Next up, new Tamron 150 to 500 mm FE reviews by Sony Alpha blog, David Oost uh, and Precision Camera. Pre-orders of the Tamron 150 to 500 FE can be made. Uh, you can pre-order at B&H Photo, Adorama, Photocotch, DE, Park Cameras UK. The 11 to 20 E you can get at B&H Photo, Adorama, Photocotch, DE, and Park Cameras UK. Sony Alpha blog tested the new Tamron lens and concluded, quote, its ergonomics are very good with many buttons, uh, autofocus, manual focus, focus distance limiter, optical stab switch, uh, Panning mode but also strap lugs, a tripod collar with an integrated ARPA Swiss plate, a zoom lock. Unfortunately, it misses the focus hold button that you can customize that you can find on a Sony or Sigma lens. The image quality is very good, very good sharpness, soft background blur, very good color rendition, very good AF globally with a few exceptions for erratic movement at close distances. And there is an accompanying YouTube video. Actually, there's a few, three total videos um, from each of these groups on their uh, review of this particular Tamron lens for the Sony E-mount. Next up, Rumor, new Super 35 Global Sugar Cinema Camera in 2021. A reliable source told me that Sony will announce a super 35 millimeter global shutter cinema camera in 2021. I have no other info on this at this time. Now, as I've warned my listeners before, uh, take things a little more with a grain of salt coming from Sony Alpha rumors, only because this site does not have the greatest accuracy track record um, with their accuracy hit rate only being between 5 and 10%. So... Just an FYI. Next up, Sony released firmware update 3.0 for the 70 to 200 millimeter GM lens. This is the SEL 70200GM, which is their 70 to 200. Uh, G, uh, G Master lens, the OSS version. Uh, they have the firmware update available uh, versions for Windows and Mac. Both so you can head on over there and download the firmware update if you need it. If you have this lens, the new firmware improves AF operabil- operation stability under certain conditions. And like I said, if you do have that lens, go ahead and head on over there and grab that firmware update and get it installed. I always like to keep my firmware on my camera bodies and lenses updated at all times even if it's going to give me a feature that I'm not going to use I don't care I still want them for any possible bug fixes so (laughs) definitely stay on top of that stuff folks next up the quote new sony alpha a7 r4a is now available for pre-order in the u.s for $3,498 the updated A7R 4 a is now available at Focus Camera and very soon at B&H Photo and Anarama as well. So it looks like that new camera will be coming to market very, very shortly. Uh, but we'll have to wait and see. It may get shipment delays if the demand for it is really, really high and they have a lot of pre-orders. And last up for Sony Alpha rumors for this week, new patents, Sigma 135mm F1.8 DGDN lens, and new Tamron 16 to 70, 20 to 72, 28 to 72, all F4 full frame lenses. Today, four new full frame lenses, lens patents surfaced in Japan: the Sigma 135, f one8 DGDN, the Tamron 16 to 70mm F4, the Tamron 20 to 72mm F4, and the Tamron 28 to 72mm F4. The Sigma would be certainly a nice and cheaper alternative to the Sony 135mm GM and the 28 to 75 F4 would make sense as a cheap travel zoom option. And uh, that is it for the news and rumor sites for this episode. to join that group, but you do have to answer two security questions to join that group. You can find my work at liamphotography.net and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. If you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my projects at at ForgottenThesisofGeorgia.com and ForgottenThesisofPennsylvania.com. All right, and that is going to wrap up episode 157 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing an Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Radio.com. And anywhere else you might be getting your podcast. Also, be sure to stop by on YouTube, check out the Liam Photography YouTube channel, give it a subscribe, watch the videos, like them, share them out, comment, hit the little bell icon so you can be notified as new, video drop, new videos drop and you can do the same for Forgotten Pieces of Georgia and Pennsylvania. They each have their own channels as well and you can find the links in the show notes. If you want to pick up a copy of my first book, The Forgotten Pieces of Georgia, the Northwest Counties is available. You can get a signed copy. At the photography.net online store or an unsigned copy from amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com. All right, that is a wrap, and I will see you all again on Thursday.